What's up, everybody? This is Andy Morales, and thank you for tuning into this podcast. As you already know, as I already have announced it on Instagram, that this podcast has officially been rebranded. It is no longer Jandam Sessions Live because moving forward, we are now under the umbrella of Unraveled Influence. That I, I don't know why I said umbrella, but really it's the... Um, New name of this podcast, Unraveled Influence. And I am proud to announce my first guest under this new name, Angela Murray. Angela, welcome. So honored to be uh, here on the premiere of this awesome recasting of New Year, new new podcast. Thank you. Incredible. No, you're welcome. You're welcome. So I guess we'll just start off with this. Um, so how did poetry work for you? Um, how did it start for you? Oh, great. So everybody's poetry origin story i'm sure is different but also very similar uh poetry came at me pretty hard for probably a lot of you guys out there uh for you know love uh so i always been interested in writing uh as a kid kind of academic uh and things like that with writing and poetry just kind of fell into it naturally when i started hanging out with um this uh, guy who in high school who was a poet and, you know, try to impress him with uh, the writing skills kind of worked out a little bit, you know, good times, bad times, but, but that's kind of where I kind of broke out into really finding my voice in that medium. Awesome. Awesome. So, it's weird, like, do you think that happens a lot that a lot of people fall into poetry due to like relationships? Yeah, I think so. I get what you mean. You know, it's crazy too, because, um, I, I feel like through poetry, especially this community, I feel like I've definitely found my voice, mm-hmm. I guess you can say, because, um, oh, how do I explain this? So I know for me personally, um, when it came to finding my voice, it was a very struggle because, you know, like I, I've had, like growing up, unfortunately, I had a lot of verbal abuse and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I was always told no. I was always put down. Verbal abuse. Oh, get out of here. You don't know anything. And I always wanted to put my work out there. But I never knew what platform or where to go to start about that. Because, yeah, I could say I want to write a book. But how could I write a book if I ain't got no audience to really... I hear you. Because I I actually... Sometimes I feel like I'm struggling to still find my voice. And at the same time, I feel like this is my true, authentic voice and not the voice that I've ever used in any other aspect of my life. Because, yeah, you're taking things that you've experienced in your life, whether it's, you know, emotionally positive or emotionally negative, and you're really trying to just put it into some authentic feeling. And so so when did you feel like you found, like, your real voice? Like, right away or? No, so for me... So, so for me, when I first found my voice, I, I I feel like I'm still finding it, but I'm getting there. I think when I really decided that, okay, I can finally say I have a voice, I'm going to say 2020 during the pandemic. Cause okay, definitely, definitely. I understand that. Because... Because in my um, because during that time, um, I was talking about it with Leon on the, on the, on the last episode we did where we was talking about how 2020, it seemed like poetry was peaking at one point because mm-hmm. everybody was going live everybody was doing prompts yeah. everybody was doing it because yeah. when i have my because when i have my um community page i remember um 
oh man i remember like I, I used to have a community page called ink sessions live it was called jab them yeah. down like I, I went through a lot of stuff and well, actually i didn't come into the whole instagram it, until 2019 i came in right as like it had already just established itself with all the various major poetry houses that were broadcasting different themes and doing lots of lives every week every night and i really came in hard in 2019 and then hitting the pandemics when i had to like stop so oh wow i remember those in session lives i think i definitely had been in those i mean that's when i really had found my voice at first and then i just came crashing down so this is me coming back after like a two-year oh wow okay so you do so you do remember in sessions live because i used to yeah, it was definitely. me amanda robin z and um there was a heyday. Like I got to like be on the outskirts of when it was really popping off, and oh coming back, I'm kind of feeling like it is a little bit missing uh, as far as like the super community popping with all the different houses coming together with everybody really wanting to share all their stuff. You know, people wanting to engage in that discourse. I think we're coming, trying to come back to that, but it wasn't like how it was right there at that 2019. Yeah. Oh my God. Like I had to like take a break. Yeah. A lot of people were, that's funny because certain people were taking breaks, but then some people, there was more people coming in that we, I never even knew existed. I know. I wish I had taken that time instead of crumbling, taking the time to like honing craft and follow. So like, I love reading people who got to get their voice at that time. Yeah. Where it's, it's, I'm going to take that time period and reflect and try and put some good stuff out now but continue i'm sorry go ahead no 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 it's fine no i'm i'm fascinated like i love to i just love to tell stories this is why i decided to do this podcast and i'm glad that leon's doing this with me too because i, I we all have stories to tell we all have yeah. something to talk about and it's like there's a lot of things that don't get talked about a lot and that's why i wanted to be more expansion onto this podcast and i feel like rebranding was definitely something that had to be done um because in so oh my god okay so so it's along with rebranding what else are you hoping to include because i love having leon as a co-host i think that's amazing uh that's great i think discourse is going to happen I, i'm really looking forward to hearing those episodes where you guys are having these conversations alongside no thank yeah. you thank you i mean yeah like even though this is how it's starting but you know eventually i like to have more hosts too you know we could like rotate and stuff like that and just you know i'm always open for expansion you know it, it, it'll start off as two people but eventually i'll have like maybe more co-hosts where you know we're all alternating and come up with ideas for episodes because we all have a story to tell you know and it's like not everybody gets the opportunity to really have a place so they can tell a story like i never met this i never like like you and i really never interacted right. until now recently you know and i saw your post and i say yo i gotta hit this one up something about you and it's like i don't know and then here we are have doing this episode so it's like i, I love that i just people think i'm weird to me i i love that no i i was so ecstatic when you reached out because yeah we were back in when i started 2019 i i like i said i was just trying to finally put myself out there because I'm a person that believes in like the whole dichotomy where there's like two halves, but they both mean the same thing, but they're different. I know that totally didn't make any sense, but like it's a part to whole and hold apart situation where I live a totally different life. And then there's my creative existence, but who am I really? Who's my identity? That's what I'm saying. Like I'm struggling finding my identity, my voice right now, where I hear from you and some other people who have found their voice and are really kind of, 
putting it out there. That's where I'm trying to follow you guys. No, um, I, that's no. I, I get you. I get you. Um, I mean, for me, I, I guess when you say like, even though I, I guess I could say, yeah, I definitely found my voice, but it's like I'm navigating my voice. If that makes sense, I'm still trying to explore what else can I do with this voice. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah, because I think where there's a lot of different types of writers that we have out there, and it's really fascinating and cool to start engaging with all the different types of writers because we have our writers that are using this more as like a diary coping psychological therapy connecting with other people because they are able to experience you know uh bonding with each other who have gone through similar things because this is a way we're trying to put something beautiful from something traumatic from our life and then you have people who are you know your literary poetic trying to look for specific uh, complex mediums and styles and going for more of an academic approach. So it's awesome to have that intermix. I, do you feel like that's what we are seeing out there? Yeah, I definitely do. I definitely believe that. And I, I love the fact that, you know, because you know what's crazy too, before this community, I never, I, I like when it came to mental health, or trauma, mm-hmm. or whatever. I never really talked about that because I was telling Leon a while back. Well, I grew up in a Hispanic household where that was mm-hmm. frowned upon. Like you can't yeah. really talk about that. And yeah, I've been through psychiatric therapy. I was on medication growing up, and to to tell my dad I'm not doing this anymore. That was like the hardest decision. And the hardest thing I ever had to do because I was sheltered, I was on the social security income thing, and I wasn't able to work, and I I wanted to feel like a normal person. So the fact that breaking that wall that I felt like, I don't know if you know biblical stuff, but you know that story of Samson where he's chained up to the pillars and he just broke the pillars down? That's kind of what it felt like, and it was hard because I'm like, okay... at the same time because it sounds like you really overcame something that was stifling and I and I can completely um, understand and commiserate alongside I I did I did not grow up in a Hispanic household um, however I do have um, a half siblings who are um, half Colombian um, but they're like my idols but I was never raised with them and um, then I have me and my sister who are with my family and we don't talk about emotion at all I they they would not. Ne- I've never shared poetry with my family like that. I would be almost devastated to share my poetry with them, um, just because that's not the relationship I have with my family. Like I, I feel like maybe that's similar to what kind of what you're saying, where you, the emotions are kept to the side. It's more you do the things daily to show your respect for your family, and that's the way it is, and you don't cross it because that's kind of like where. I feel like I stifled myself because I've been afraid to really go for creative, uh, like potential professional creative avenues because I didn't want to disappoint my father, so to speak, because he grew up Fargo, North Dakota, born 1941, World War II is just happening. Wow. Fargo, North Dakota. Um, he went through um, childhood abuse. His mom was beat and died when he was seven years old. He was raised by his alcoholic abusive father in a hotel room. And we're talking like the 40s. Wow. Um, he ended up to the military and then ended up in the, uh, California where he had that, um, his first wife, where he had my sister and brother, and then also um, my, his third wife is happy to be my mom. But um, he never talked about that at all. Like to even know some of that stuff is is pretty wild. Because again, we hide it. 
Yeah. And we we kind of go up by the uh, the strap our boot straps. You know, we pull ourselves up every day. We get up every day because I, I have I've had recently at almost every different part of group of people in my life have come to me like as of recently and that's why i've gone back into my poetry mm. creative avenues because they're like i'm worried about you yeah like, 2020 broke me and i thought 2021 was going to get better and it didn't and 2022 was going to get better and then it definitely didn't and 2023 i mean i have to say it's getting better because of, i'm already doing some crazy awesome stuff when my hero with the rebranding and, you know this amazing uh, acting podcast here with you know leon as a co-host and so like i gotta make 23 happen and i have seeked out some medication for stuff like that but i need to do more and so i've been using writing as therapy but because again I, i'm similar to i think you where i can swallow it down and that's how i function and i i'm actually pretty decent at functioning but again if everybody's coming at me like you're not okay What's that giving off to the world? You know what I mean? But, but you, you know, know what's crazy, crazy though? Because, like, like I, I hate the whole, let's say, for example, oh, you're not okay, so hey, like, and they automatically assume the worst. And I'm like, and, and I get the concern, I get all that, but I'm like, okay, but, but there is, and one thing I've learned about my life, and especially me being married, me having a, because my, my son's going to be four in February, and one thing I've learned is that, um, there is such thing as overcaring, right? There is such thing as that. I, as when I you... suffer from that. No, from me that. too. Me too. I, 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 and I know that about myself. So that's why I think I'm, I try to pull everything to uh, uh, safety things. Like, I get that from my dad. Like, if I'm safe and secure, I have that routine. And I'm not routine at all. I'm very type B. I'm very sloppy, messy. I'm not organized at all. But, like, my day-to-day is very similar. You know, But I, I have, like, things that would be considered successful. I have a beautiful family. You know, I have a, a wonderful career. I, in my real life, I, you know, I'm a teacher, and it's pretty incredible that I get to have that experience, too. But I don't identify as a teacher. I identify as, you know, this deeply creative writer, dark soul type person, you know? So, See, but I feel like that's where... I feel like that's where broken is, like... I think that that's an area where what brokenness is broke I, I don't know if that made sense but I think yeah, where brokenness when brokenness is beautiful I guess if that makes sense it's like the uh, uh the whole wabi-sabi you know the, there's beautiful in that imperfection yes I think it's kind of like I believe the same motif I could be off too but I I, I like how you express that completely I feel like I'm okay I know I'm not I know I'm not as good as I can be, but I feel like I'm I'm in control. And I think I got to keep my composure a little bit better. I I just I work had sucked so bad. You know, I like I said, I'm a teacher. Pandemic really broke me. I I had kids that needed to be in school. Being at home, they couldn't get onto the computer. There were a lot of families that had so many kids that they they just could not manage it. So wow, not only do we have a situation where we've lost more time it's just we're still struggling to get it all the way back but these the students are great they they have resolved but again it's i it's we could talk about all these different crazy things because they all kind of intersect and never meet about people relationships and and coming together and everybody has a story yeah it's really important 
No, absolutely. Um, walk me through like so, like twenty nineteen, twenty twenty, right? If you don't mind, like walk yeah. me, wa- like walk me through that. Like, f- okay, so walk me through. Okay, the day they said, okay, everything is shut down. Like, what was going through your mind? Like, walk me through that. Oh, it was like pretty crazy. Um, so twenty nineteen to twenty twenty, so like that was the year we were in school that we ended up going. It was like you went home and they're like, you're not coming back. And it's like we went and left in the middle of the night and we were gone. And we would think we were coming right back. So let me actually make a little more sense because I think I just went straight to like the theme. So like, let me set you up. I, at the time, I'm co-teaching a biology class with uh, this person who I've been teaching with for eight years. We are this incredible team. That, so, we, you know, I'm not trying to like big this up. We work really hard to try to bring our authentic selves into the classroom. So I'm able to be more myself, which allows students to like relax and be more themselves. Um, and so, like you said, we, we're having an okay year. It's like February, they tell us to go home at the week before spring break, you're not coming back. And then we just never came back and we never really saw those kids. And it was just, I went into an instant depression. Wow. Uh, I had, I had two, I have two daughters. They were both um, in middle school at the time. My eldest who is like, not because I do anything. Like she just happens to be very conscious about her own academics, like a straight A. B student and then she ended up like almost failing a bunch of classes because she got so depressed um being at home and it was devastating and I didn't know how to help my own family I didn't know how to help myself um uh and then at the same time my school district um decided to split me and my work uh pal for the next school year. And so we haven't been able to work together since. Uh, good news is that I think we are scheduled to get back together to work next year. So I'm looking forward to having that opportunity again. But like I said, like I could walk out of that door and never come back because of how um, just rough it's been. And it's not, like I said, it's never been the students. In my experience, it's just been the bureaucracy and everything that comes down in that world because I am a teacher, not because I am a teacher, because I'm a poet, I'm an artist. I do that because it just feels like it's the right thing to do. I School made sense to me. I Nothing else really made sense to me. I thought maybe that's why I teach, because I didn't have any other forethought. I actually, to be fair, I went in for psychology. When I graduated high school, I wanted to go into psychology, and I got a degree in psychology, but I didn't want to continue going down that avenue because I just was struggling a little bit and then I ended up finding uh, uh, teaching as a minor and then ended up getting my master's and doing it that way so wow hey but you know what I, I think you know at the end of the day um, it gives you the opportunity to make a difference that's the way I see it so like I think you having that what what was a minor become a major I guess you could say if I that makes sense I you prefer that a minor to a major and I like I hate that we're talking about my work because I really am so sick of it. And like I said, I don't feel like I am this work person. Work is almost like my performance art. Mm, it's when okay. I go, I'm I'm bubbly. I'm like, hi, good morning, good morning. How are you? You know, like, I, but the kids hate it. I te- I teach uh, high school ninth grade. Like they, uh, they 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 love me, but they are like they're not like hi hi back. I mean, they're annoyed by me, but in a good way. 
Right. Um, like I play that. I don't want to say like magic school bus character or like um, Jess from New Girl kind of character, but that's kind of the persona I am at work. Right. And then home, it's like completely different. I, I'm I'm withdrawn. I'm not friendly. I, I'm I'm into my you know the darkness, the the writing, the craft, the where I feel like I'm able to take you know this kind of medium and, and try to put something out there that is something that people think is like wow that really connected to me in whatever way whether it's personal or artistic i i i'm afraid to be myself i'm afraid to put this stuff out there but that, it, 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 uh, it, 2019 when i started it it was amazing like at first you know of course i i'm i i have i'm prideful unfortunately i'm you know uh you know, I didn't get quite a like super response immediately, but then again, we had these great communities at the time. You know, I would go into this live, and then we would have these uh, poetry cons. Uh, I, I, I had, I think, Brett was somebody that was around. Uh, uh, Brie Helen Hart. Uh, oh, Brett! Yes, yes. His stuff was like he was incredible. That whole group. I like to say, like Robin, like the names you mentioned, the things sessions. I love like these great houses, and then the responses came, and I really felt like I was starting to find my voice. Um, like I struggle. Like uh, my co-teacher at work, she's done such a great job helping me feel like I am an artist. Like she helps remind me, you're an artist, because I don't know if I. How can I say I'm an artist? I don't pursue art. I've never. Well, the thing is, art, but I. Am I an artist? I think like an artist. I act like an artist. I'm weird like an artist. Well, artisticness comes in different shapes and form, I believe. And I believe like just because I'm not, let's say, Edgar Allan Poe or or H.G. Wells. Okay, I'm not that those people but i like to think yeah i'm i'm a i'm a poet but i like to tell tell stories too um do i do i write short stories no um i like to tell stories i like to talk about things and stuff but i think i I like to say yeah i'm a poet i'm not a famous poet but i'm a poet you know just because that's the way i see it absolutely no but i just it's not just you i think we all see it i think all of us are poets i I do. I can identify myself as a poet, no doubt. I, I can say that for sure. I feel confident in that identity because uh, just been doing writing and having opportunity to write, whether it's you know in an academic professional career or just you know putting these little inky things out here and there. I can't identify that, but to identify myself as an artist who I really feel like I am inside, that I don't know if I can say that makes me feel like I'm. I know the new term is imposter syndrome. We used to call it. Um, I mean, they say being fake or um, posing, you know, being a poser. Like, I, I want to say I'm an artist, but I feel like I'm such an idiot to say that. No, don't don't say that. Don't uh, trust. If there's the one that struggles with self-esteem issues, is me. Trust me, I know exactly what you're saying. And um, am I seeing it? Because, like I said, I kind of run through this whole ideology of the dichotomy where it's yes and no, depending on which way the light is shining through. The, the image so like i i forgot where i was going with that but the point is is that am i an artist or not it depends on how we look at it you know what i mean yeah i, I get, get you. you i, I get, get you, you.
And like, am I wearing the outfit right or am I wearing the outfit wrong? You know. Right, but that's the thing. But like, you know, what's interesting though, because civilization has changed dramatically, right? Because at one point, I'm gonna say the '90s going to the 2000s, there was a certain way we had to act. There was a certain way we had to behave. Like, for example, if you live in like in the hood, let's say I grew up in the ghetto. And there was a certain way you had to dress. And if you didn't dress up to par, they would look at you like, okay, this guy's weird. Get away from me. And opposed to like in civilization today where anybody could wear bunny slippers outside and that's okay. We're definitely getting into the informal era. We are in pajama pants is acceptable. And um, I also am... In this ideology where I think everybody should be able to live the life that they want to live as long as it's not hurting themselves or other people and does not prevent other people from reaching and establishing the kind of life that they want to live. So do I care if people wear pajama pants in public or not? I don't know. But yes, because we've gotten informal, it's kind of like the... Um, I, I, I'm going to quote it wrong. It's like the uh, broken window um, syndrome where that broken window causes the neighborhood to overturn into the disarray. We're not taking care of ourselves and we're not taking care of each other. And that's why I feel like that's why I've, I've stayed in the education dealing with um, these uh, students who are like 15, 16 years old. Um, I teach in a high needs district, even though the area is not a high needs area. But uh, because of all the broken um institutionalized establishment things that have been allowed and even though we denounce it they are still allowed to continue um i've stayed there because we just got to reach out to each other we're all just people and if we can figure out how to get back to humanity tell our stories connect our stories ex come together and say this should I don't know. I forgot to ask you about appropriate uh, language. So I will no, it's it. fine. You can curse. I don't care. Because <laughs> if I get into a cursing streak, I will curse incredibly terribly. But no, I, no, I should. My Leon doesn't like it. Leon doesn't no, like no, when I, I curse. I, but I, okay. Well, I don't want to offend any co-host. No, yeah, but it's fine. Like you can curse. Like it's uh, fine. But, yeah. Sorry, Leon. Um, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like, we have to accept that shit is shit. We have to allow it to come together, come to resolution and move on as humanity, but also allow people to speak. Like, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. Is it time for my voice? Well, here's the thing. But here's the thing. I, if, I mean, from what I'm hearing, I believe, I think you have your voice. You're just, right now, you're just navigating how to use your voice. That's the way mm -hmm. I'm seeing it because I, I feel like that's the season I'm in right now where... Like, I found my voice through this community as far as, okay, but now how, what else can I do with it? And I think that's where you're at right now. It's more like, what else can I do with this? Because I know I can do more. I can read a poem, but I can I can make an impact. I can I can give good advice. I could speak in, in ways that I never thought my mind can go to sometimes. It's, I think it's, I said, like, I know you're a poet. I know all these incredible people out there that are posting constantly are poets whether how they feel whether they're they've published a book or not absolutely but yeah it's i have to figure out am i at the position where i can step into a place where i have enough authority and agency to claim it yeah i do have an authentic opinion here and i think it's a good opinion to share and good i want to have that uh 
just personal. I don't know though, because again, I, because of uh, and this is gonna be weird. I got a stop saying dichotomy. Uh, I don't know if I'm being an arrogant asshole or if I'm being correct. You know, so that's I, I always I'm always in a position. I think, like you said, uh, it, it's probably because of a lot of mental health and self-esteem issues. I I probably have a lot of undiagnosed things that I need to work through, and that's definitely where I'm at trying to get myself together in this. Because uh, 2023 is going to be the year where we all take, you know, it's, it's going to be the year of the rabbit. And so that's going to bring in some new change and whatnot. But uh, just, yeah, saying, hey, this is what I'm going to do here with this. But I don't know. I get scared. I, I'm the person who feels like the universe is going to tell me what to do, but it hasn't. <laughs> but you know what? Like, this is one of those things that I feel like, you know what? It's about time I tell the universe, no, you're not going to run my life like this anymore. This is what I'm going to do. And that's today, for example, um, yeah, I'm going to worship Jesus, whether you like it or not. I'm going to talk about my God and that's, that's it. Absolutely. And you should be allowed to have that experience and live that existence if that's the life you want to live just as if anybody else wants to have any other religious view and, and as long as you're not you know hurting yourself or hurting other people or preventing them from having that experience and so i think that's great that you're claiming the existence like that's what i'm saying like this is the year i think we all need to go out there and claim this is what i am this is what i'm doing and and manifest it and put it into action and yeah, I gotta stop waiting for it to happen, and I gotta do it myself. I've, I've been told that I should put together a collection. Uh, I so I'm thinking like that maybe that could be my first step. Is that something that you had considered for yourself, or this is the where you're really focusing on this aspect of it? Because there's so many great yeah. in this whole community. You don't have to be the person writing the books. You could be the person engaging in the discourse. You know? Yeah, and you know what's crazy though, because it's like. Um, you know, I, I, one day, yeah, I want to read a. I, I want to read a book. I know I, I, I'm, I'm reading. A book. Oh my god! I meant. Oh my god! Um, I want to write a book eventually, right? That's just not my. That's not my priority right now. Um, I haven't posted, like. I've done a lot of more reciting my poems on a video. Um, I wrote a poem that was inspired by America by Allen Ginsberg. And I was okay. talking about the student loan debt relief, how it's so confusing. And I'm like, okay, what's really going on here? Because you're saying one thing, but it contradicts the other. It was like a whole thing I put on, you know, as a video. But as far as posting and, and, and hey, you know, to be featured in a community, like, I don't really care too much about that. I think my I'm more like I want to root people on kind of person because I know what it feels like to not be rooted for. So I say, like, you know, I want to be the one that, yeah, I'm going to root you on. I got this. You got this. It's all good. And I think this is why. So I, I'm more of what we're doing right now. This is like my main yeah. concern, trying to make this a little bigger. Building the community back. I think you're the one who's going to connect it all back to whether or not you know we are doing different you know this is the poetry group that is focused on micro poetry i i pick like the most random ridiculous. this is a group that's going to focus on um poetry that is skewed towards mental health you know i think you're figuring out what do we want what's engaging us and what's engaging us into our inspiration and what are we trying to create you know what's what that's great i think we need people like you thank you no I, thank I, you i appreciate I, that we, we include like we need to be a welcoming of that because there are so many people doing great things or not sure 
how to support each other. And I, I don't know, like you said, we were together in the, I don't want to call it the heyday of poetry uh, on Instagram, but it's a heyday of poetry on Instagram. Um, we never even got a chance to really have a chance to get to come to the table, so to speak, until now. And this I is true. Great. And we need to, I, I don't feel like I'm able to connect to a, a lot of uh, people this way. You know so what I blame? But I do blame one thing as far as that is concerned, and that's the algorithm. I blame the algorithm because ever since they created this formula, it's like a whole different thing. Because I remember one time certain people would get maybe 20, 30 likes. Now they're only getting three or four. And it's because yeah. you got to do this. And it's it's annoying. I'm more like, okay, fuck the algorithm. Let's break oh, sure. the algorithm. Yeah. I want to break the damn algorithm. I like just crack the code break it and that's it like screw you algorithm that's how i feel i totally understand because i like i said i um even though i understand that the writing is for myself and that i my always things like this place for me is about my work and showcasing my work it's not really a place for me to, and that's why maybe i missed out i don't really engage in the social aspects of the and maybe that's why people don't know me as much, especially since, you know, there's not as many group lives or like everybody's getting together on this night because this is the night. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's just funny. That's one thing. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm my bad. I'm sorry. No, no, because it's. Um, so that's one thing I was talking to um, Leon about, even like before we recorded the last episode, how a lot of communities have come and gone. Right. Because when I first you know, um, okay, so when I first um, came into the scene, I was at home one day and I got tagged by something. I'm like, what the heck is this? Who's tagging me in this? And it was Poets Anonymous. And yes, it was um, yes. Zillium Poetry and Tara Nicole, I think her name was. Yes, and through cool. there, that's because that was around the same time that mm -hmm. they actually started to do a suggestions like you can follow. Mm -hmm. So that's when I first started doing that. And then mm -hmm. from there, I found Your Heart Beats Loud. That's how I met yes. Brett. That's how I yes. met Natalie. Yes. That's yes. how I met yes. Stephanie Lamb Poetry. I was there. I had known those people. So we were like on the outskirts. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm saying. It, it's an algorithm a little bit. It's also yeah. Like, that's how I met Z Zielinski, too. Another one. That's how I met her yeah. through there. Like, to be fair, like, I've, Leon, I've never had the privilege of truly engaging with um, Leon you know as much as we've had this opportunity here where i've had some other poets but i've had the opportunity to read leon's work and like leon's work and we had been before uh back in 2019 more engaged then so like i said i'm looking forward to engaging with more authentic writers who are like ready to come together to the table to have the discourse discussions to push each other creatively um to say hey how are we using our voice because that's what i'm saying i uh like I said, as, as much as people are telling me I'm worried about you, um, I'm also getting a lot of push to try and be into more leadership positions, like at work. And like I'm against being in the leadership position. And it's not that I'm necessarily an introvert. I, I definitely feel like, I, especially at work with my, um, you know, performance art, I'm extroverted there. But it's I don't want to do the leadership work where I'm leading adults. I just want to do my job. Wait, so, okay, because I, I get you, because um, I, I can't talk about the place that I work at, but what I do, I can't yeah, say is I'm a, I'm an operations manager. So I'm like, pretty much when my yeah, like, manager, when the head honcho's not there, I'm the, I'm the next guy in charge. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And when I'm not there, there's another operations manager. So there's like two of us, whatever. And at, when I first worked there, I just wanted to do my job, be a supervisor, go home, and that's it. And, you know, my boss kind of saw potential in me. Like, that's the, like I've had other jobs too, but this particular job, um, this is one of the first bosses I had that said, you know, you, you have the opportunity to do this. You know, you can do it. And he mm-hmm. saw that I kind of, because I do doubt myself a lot. I have very low self-esteem. Even my oh, wife has to sm- smack 100%. me all up. My wife has to smack me around sometimes. I'm like, okay, babe. Like, as a matter of fact, she was the one that was pushing me to do my podcast again. Because I had like a long time that I didn't do it. And I started coming back. And I was doing it once in a while. And I'm like, okay, there's something missing. And that's when I realized, okay, I yeah. need a co-host. And I had someone before. And it just didn't work out just because the... um. The, the conflicting schedules but then somehow God has a way of reconnecting me and Leon because we're both men of God and stuff like that and I'm like okay Lord this is what you want alright we're doing this like and everything just happened mm-hmm. so miraculously I guess you can say and it's yeah. just you know but, but the, the, the whole leadership thing I get what you're saying but I feel like and I'm learning this now if 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 someone's pointing your direction for that i believe the reason why that is is because they see something in you that's missing from what they need mm-hmm. and you could be that person that's gonna make a big change and i think you're you're that change that they need in the leadership to make it better wow Woo! thank you, thank you mean, lord for, for someone who has no idea <laughs> how i'm really doing at work i appreciate that and i will take that and i and you know what you're absolutely right because you said earlier about how you were um, somebody who was uh, going to be on SSI income, and now you're somebody who is the number two person in your position. Like that's a testament to you, and people also seeing the potential in you and helping lead the way. Like I said, um, I don't like to talk about work because, like, I'm afraid. Like, I don't want anybody to really know anything about this, but because uh, I like to, cause, because again, I don't want to talk ill about my work, but the work in general is not a positive place. It's very toxic, unnecessarily toxic. But um, the fact is, yeah, I forgot where I was going with that. Not a, but, it's all oh, fine. No, I remember. No, I remember that. I got it because um, here's what I wanted to say. But um, at work, I am a, the intervention specialist, which is like the person who is for diverse learners. And mm. so that's what I'm saying is I love providing opportunities for people who did not realize there are opportunities available because I, I, if anybody, if I can figure it out, anybody can figure it out. We just got to figure out what works for you. And so that's why I've loved my job on a humanity aspect. And I will continue to try, especially if I could be with the person who is aligned with me, where we work incredibly hard to do things that are just awesome for these students. Um, we had our students present at a college when we were working together. And we're talking about like, again, we're talking about a co-taught classroom. So that we're talking about students who are different types of learners. We're talking about students who have um, identified disabilities, but they are presenting at a college. So we can make anything happen as long as we're willing to figure out what works for people and um, do what it takes. And that is also like, how do we make this community happen as we figure out what does this community need and we make it happen? And we have people like you and Leon having the conversations with people who people don't know, like Angela Murray, because of the algorithm or because there's no real place that people go. 
Yeah, this is true. And there's not a lot of communities like they use like Poets Anonymous, unfortunately, if I'm not mistaken, I know there was a I don't know what happened, but apparently and now it's like it's they don't do lives anymore. And I mm -hmm. think Tara was trying to do lives mm -hmm. with um I think Girl the Poet, I think. Yeah. Yes, I did one the other day for one of the bro the poet. And but it's not as much poet. because I remember when I first started, it was more like like a, Again, it was like a whole schedule. It's like like we watch a TV show. Like Monday, Monday was so and so. Like Monday would have been Joe, and like Wednesday was Karen. yeah. And then Lois, some um, yeah. And, and they have guest people sometimes, and like oh uh, Wednesday wear wacky socks. Like that didn't happen, but like if they had things that people wanted to engage in the social part where the poetry was happening. No, yes. I do see a lot of open mic things happening. Yeah, um, I, Brian I Edwards started that actually, and then it was me after that. Like I remember, me and Brian Edwards was doing it for a little bit. But that's funny because I was talking to Leon how I do want to start going back to that. Um, mm -hmm. It's just a matter of how and to say, okay, now that I know my permanent schedule, then how can I go about it? How can I schedule where every week I can start doing an open mic and stuff like that? Because that's definitely a high demand for sure. And I'll tell you what, though, um, not only, though, with the open mic, is that you have people sitting out there like me, Angela Murray, who maybe want to try and do the open mic, but have never really figured out, it, it, do I, you know, do I jump in or not? And so having you reach out to me, invited me to do this, has, that's what also, too, like, we need to invite people to participate in this. And that's maybe, like, finding those people that haven't been there, reaching out. Say, hey, I like your work. Would you like to do an open mic? Or if not, would you like to come and we'll have somebody else read your work? Because I think that's what makes it so great is that we are sharing each other's work. Poetry, especially, needs to be read, um, whether it's from the uh, you know the poet, the author, or from somebody else. It's just I always I always like to I always like to leave with this line: "Thank you for giving my words a voice." You know, it, yeah, or life. It's it's. It's so much different. I, I don't know if people out there have never been to a live or never had their work read in the live because hearing your work or reading your work out loud and that it's it really does, I think, make it that much more of an elevated experience where we are getting that authority, that agency, because where are our poetry houses? Where are our you know, where we're coming together and, and sharing our work? Because we're not getting together like that anymore. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Or, you know, we're not getting together in the 50 beatnik style and, and snapping it out together. We need to get back to that because poetry is a medium that does need to be shared. And you know what's crazy, too? Because when I had my interview with um, Robert Charbonneau, um, he was talking because he, he did a post recently about is poetry dying? And the other one was... Um, is there a death of poetry, right? But then in the, in the live that I did with him, we was talking about how at one point there was an impactful um as you know there was a big impact in poetry especially back in the 50s going to 60s because um i was interviewing a couple of seasons back with tony tragilio who's a professor in um in chicago at the columbia university and he's he's a scholar for the beat generation and mm -hmm. what a lot of people don't know and i'm glad i had him on the show um a while back was that um 
the beat generation was the the bridge for the hippies era. Yeah, they were the anti-establishment. Yeah, the and Allen Ginsberg was, was a big. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually have his book Howl, which I've read oh, maybe like three times already, and that's because of Tony Tregilio. But this is what I'm saying. This is a guy that has nothing to do with the poetry community that I came across by. Like I just came across this guy because there was a community page that they were trying to do a movie about a poet that didn't get in much exposure and her name was Elise Cowan and they were trying mm. to do they, they were trying to do a thing where oh we could do a movie about her but then how did she play a role in the in the beats generation even though she wasn't really well known like that and one thing they talked about was the fact that um Allen Ginsberg was very complacent with their friendship but it wasn't until she committed suicide then years mm. later her roommate just happened to find mm -hmm. um a notebook that he had and then he just started publishing her work and Tony Tregilio started doing some stuff too but one thing I noticed with Allen Ginsberg he was countercultural he was the kind of guy like he spoke oh definitely yeah in ways oh. that like he was talking about stuff he was talking about like genitals swinging around in Central Park and people getting high on shrooms or whatever but he was so real about it and it's like at one point poetry was the source that had the only impact if you go on spotify you could find allen ginsburg's stuff like him actually reciting it oh that's cool um because i yeah i definitely have i'm kind of like the, the person who is a little into like i i love finding the books that are the letters so i have yes. um, letters between allen ginsburg and i want to say hughes but i'm not sure if it was hughes i don't think it was timothy hughes or uh but I have like uh, a lot of like Sylvia Plath uh, diary letters and stuff like that. I uh, love that kind of when I look into those poetic people, those historical, like oh, the aisles of the past, you know, mm, like okay. those diary type or the letters between um, people. It's just, and maybe that's where I have really, like, I kind of, maybe I'm a little bit of a creep going through like the letters and stuff like that, but that kind of interests me. Um, there was something I wanted to say about what you had mentioned as, as kind of makes you think like how many incredible poets are or writers and artists are out there that their stuff is just in the basement somewhere you know i, I want to hope yeah. that's me like i'm hoping that somebody finds my work but it, but however i'm hoping i can just publish my own work before that but you know what's crazy though what you saying that is you know there's other outlets you can use now to um actually publish your work you know um there's these independent ones that you can use there's the even within the community that other poets on the community that actually has publishing companies now um um i, I know this um tara calibou has um raw earth inc um there's also um carlos medina with mage soul po um publishing there's also stephanie lamb poetry who has the um Oh man, what's it called? Oh, Quill Keepers, right? But then there's also these independent ones, basically. There's the independent ones. Um, that's not, I, I guess that's like um, self-profit. I don't know how that stuff works. And then there's also stuff that you could independently do it yourself. You could publish the pieces yourself. But then there's also, I think there's also um, Amazon that you can use their outlets to publish things as well. I think maybe that's what us as the community needs to do is we do have these pockets of people who are starting the publishing piece. And there are editors out there. I think there's other people who are coming out as, hey, I'm going to be editing. Let me know. Like we can become our own publishing community. So like whoever's out there who are like, let's, we can get these, make our own little Instagram uh, poetry publishing house. Because we have people who are establishing their own printing group and there's editors out there. Because I, I feel like 
my issue is that I am the only the creative side when it comes to this. So, like I said, I be ignorant about like speaking at a live or um, making a reel or um, being on a podcast. Like I don't know that side of things because I'm so hyper focused on the day to day of my everyday life. I have so much going on that I don't have time to designate into learning enough of that. Where I need a team. We need. There's people that need the team. We got to build a team for these people. Yeah. And, a team out here for us <laughs> yeah no amen and they can print it out because you're busy getting the podcast together and you're doing your amazing you know second in command shift and also taking care of your family and then we have our editors who's taking care of us and our publishing house that's what we're gonna do you gotta get word. these people out there yeah we're for real i need people to help because i can't do it on my own no no, no i get you and um i did it you know underneath the mattress but you know what? I, I like the fact that in social media is not all bad. It's not all good. It's not all terrible. And yeah, you have the the bullshit that we have to deal with, with whether it's catfishing or, or this drama on there for no reason. Because that's that's everywhere. You know, just like when you go to work, you meet someone for the first time and it's uncomfortable with them. You get to know the person. But I feel like the fact that we come from different parts of the world then and, and there's an actual community specifically for what we're doing. And the fact that, you know, like I said earlier about whether it's the poetry community, you know, with, within the poetry community, whether it's the... Oh, what do you call it? What, what, whether it's the, you know, the publishing, the editing, or whether it's the podcasting and stuff like that. Because one thing I do want to do is I, I want to be a bridge. But the fact that there is a sense of belonging, there's a sense of realness. Like, yeah, we do want to be there for each other. We do want to connect with each other. And yeah, there's that bullshit with catfish and everything else. But you know, that's always gonna be that fear. But the fact that there is a sense of belonging, there's a sense of realness that wow, like no, people really do want to get to each other and get together yeah we live in different parts of the states we live in different parts of the country in this entire world but at the end of the day the fact that there is such thing as that and that's that's a beautiful thing and it's, it's good, good to know that okay social media is not all that crazy after all if we play our cards right because let's be honest i, I can honestly say i've had some you know i've experienced some little things too Along the way, but that's everywhere, anywhere, whether it's at work, whether it's at home, with the family, you're always going to have some kind of drama. It's what you do with it and how you react to it is what determines the outcome. My whole thing is, all right, whatever, shrug my shoulders and move on. Yeah, Andy, I got to stop because I get, there were so many things that you said that were so great that I wanted I'm to make sorry. Like, no, you're, no, I'm exactly like you, by the way. Like, I, uh, again, at work, people have told me, like, you got to stop talking. Murray, stop talking. Uh, let the kids talk. So I get, no, but I'm just saying, I, I also I struggle with knowing when to interject. I don't know how to start or stop a conversation. So I just like, no, I'm I'm the same way. Sometimes my wife so, has to tell me to shush. <laughs> um, I, I, and not just that. I, I when I get excited, I get louder, and I don't hear it until it's too late. And then mm. everybody's super sound sensitive around me at times, and it just I'm like I'm just excited. I'm sorry. I don't even know I'm yeah shouting right now. Um, but um. I forgot what those points were, but they were so good that you. I just wanted to emphasize your points. What did you say, real quick? Do you remember what you just said? Your point um, about community or oh, uh, that that they're like like on social media that like they're legit oh, oh, is yeah. yeah. I'm copying because I remember what it was. Yeah, it's and again, I'm sorry. You're gonna almost have to subtitle this dichotomy because again, I I work in a district where it's seen from a certain light because of what it's being put out there. 
but what the reality is to the day-to-day is nothing like what's being put out there. So yeah, if this place that we're going to commit to is about the work and the art and creating this space, then that's what it's going to be for. Like I, I've been hurt by some like nasty drama things on here unnecessarily by like lateral. And I'm like, I'm just here to write poetry and do sketches that I hope people think are okay. Cause I don't know if I'm an artist and if people think, tell me I'm good, then maybe I can identify as an artist because I feel like an artist. So yeah, uh, but again, it's not all bad, but it has been so toxic that we get out and we feel bad. Yeah. And, and again, I have to reflect on my own feelings at times. I've had, like I said, I had to step away for a while. And if I didn't step away, it was it was going to be damaging to like just everything. Uh, there was something earlier when you were talking, I just forgot to make this point, um, when you were talking about how amazing your wife was, that's all, like, I, Again, having a spouse that's been so supportive, I, I'm so lucky to have the same because my husband has helped me get back into this. And because, again, I've always found poetry to lead me to people in my life that I connect to on such a deep personal level. Because, like, again, this is who I really feel inside vulnerably. And this is how I can express myself. I, I'm not a person who can be concise and can express my feelings in a, a really nice, wrapped up way. I can only express how I truly feel in these garbled up poems that you guys are have been seeing out there, you know, for me. And that's, and so having his support and, and really pushing me back and, you know, it's, that's, that's so important. So not just having people at home, but like, yeah, let's get together and those who out there, because I think we're all sick. We're sick of being sick and unhappy and it's time for us to take it back. And yeah, I, I definitely agree. Hey, Allen Ginsberg did it in the '60s and the and all yeah. that. Hey, we we got we gotta have some kind of movement because there was a renaissance in the night in 2019, 2020, and I feel like somewhere down the line, I think once everything started like slowly getting back to normal, yeah, it, it was kind of still there, but it wasn't as impactful. And I feel like we gotta go back to that. That regardless of our normal lives. We got to make it as impactful. Because cause why is it the rap game or the music game or whatever? It's so bad right now. Like, music is horrible. It's funny. And that's what uh, we don't understand is we've become such a consumer society that we're 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 giving it away. And we and again, I, I teach high school. So I am trying to engage with the generation that's coming up. And a student of mine the other day said this. And they were serious i really hope they weren't serious they they said miss murray we failed already we already failed you as a generation i go what no 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 we failed you no you didn't fail us yeah you guys you're the potential you have to take care of me you know i'm gonna i'm already old but i'm gonna be old too like this is the generation that has to take care of me when you know i can't do anything anymore and for them to say yeah we already failed you and i think they do believe that they do believe that it's it's almost and there's no proper guidance that's what it is and i was thinking about this and and again i have my own family and i'm in similar situations but i wonder like not just like we're not engaging with each other on on a peer group but like students and and how often are they able to engage with adults because you know a lot of times our parents are both working or we're we're in homes where there's only one parent and they're working so like how often and again i work in the educational system and there's a lot of burnout and a lot of teachers out there don't understand that a student if they're just sitting there not doing anything you just need to go talk to them 
and not just say, hey, they're just not doing the work. Like, just have a conversation with somebody. Like, yeah. they're not. They're just going, hey, can you do your work? And no, you're not going to do it. You, well, I don't understand why you're not doing it. Yeah, no one conversates. I, I think too, um, no one really conversates anymore. See, like I grew up in a time where there was no such thing. It was more like, okay, do what I tell you. You gotta understand what I'm saying. And that's it. And shut the hell up. In opposed to maybe later on in life, after I guess during my generation of when adults are parents now, yeah, they do. They do talk to their kids, but it's not in a way that it's moving. It's not in a way that it's like not functional. It's emotional and it's social and it's because we want to be social with our kids because we're we're sick of the daily grind so we come home and we try to you know have fun and and have fun relationships with our kids but our kids are also needing structure because i struggle i struggle with that line of being uh you know hold back trying to teach you something versus just like hey can you just do it or not you know Mm, okay the wrong way continue what you were saying about how you were doing because how i view it too real quick because Nobody has to know anything anymore. It's not like how it was for us. No, we had the latch key. Uh, our my generation was the latch key. So like that was when we started having the you know. I grew up in the nineties. Um, I graduated. Oh 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 oh. So um, you guys can figure out my age from there. But um, it was it was more like my parents were more like you do this, you do this, you do this, and now it's more like conversations about just. Are you okay? How are things going? Because um, we're just trying to all survive because we're all just sick and tired and, and not happy. So, because we're not happy, we're just tired at home. Yeah. I don't know if you're tired at home. I'm tired at home and I just don't want to fight anymore. I'm not going to yeah, fight. Yeah, no. And, and I'm, that... I'm, I'm a lover. I have no fight. I just, I don't want to fight with anybody. No, I, I got I'm, you. I'm sick of the fight. So, like, I don't fight with students, I don't fight with my children. No, I get you, because my wife, yeah, because my wife's the same way where she just, okay, I just want to go home, like, oh, something, let's say if I come home and I'm annoyed, she'll be like, baby, two seconds, two seconds, don't, don't, Mm -hmm. relax, Mm -hmm. like, go over there and detox before you talk to me, because I don't, don't bring that vibe over here, no, no, don't do that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't, uh uh-uh, don't bring that negative energy over here, because I don't deal with negative energy, because I feel negative energy, it doesn't feel good, you know? (laughs) But that's good. You take you you take your little two seconds over there because it sounds like you guys really have a great support. But you know what's crazy though, because I didn't. It wasn't always like that because I lived in a one bedroom originally, and um, it, it was hard. It was me, my wife, and my son, and, and now I have a three bedroom where it's like okay, I have my son's room, my room, and then I have this other third room that that's this is what I'm doing to do this right now. You had that room to grow, and so you have space to breathe. Yeah, and now I can say... That's great. And now I can say, okay, wow, I can finally do everything I want to do now. Like, I wanted to get better at playing guitar. Now I'm actually being intentional about doing that. I want to start doing the podcast again. I'm doing that now. I have the room for it now. It's crazy. And and even if I'm loud, I'm so far away. Yes. from like the other rooms and nobody's here it's so crazy i don't have to worry about neighbors because it's just my brother-in-law upstairs it's my mother-in-law downstairs it, we, we good everybody's still doing their uh, thing that's wonderful because like it, before you probably felt like you couldn't really branch out you because it sounds like you guys have the relationship where you want to support each other you don't want to feel like you're burning anybody but you also have to breathe life into yourself because you have to feed the fire inside of yourself to be whole in order to bring you know, a full person to the table because, yeah, 
dealing with sick relationships is very difficult and, and yeah i mean definitely you can read all about you know sickness and sadness in a lot of our writings you know definitely mine for sure i try to reflect you know things in processing and whether it's me or just a feeling that people are experiencing with that so it's great to see how far you've come in the relationship although let's be honest in marriage um, and it always, not, yeah, it's not always rainbows and, and, and sunshine. You, you blink and you're right back, back down. But if you believe, like I said, this place for here for me is the work and I'm focused on that. So you are in the focus on always trying to at least wanting to be together. And that if you're willing to make it work, it will work. And once somebody doesn't want to work on it anymore, that's when it's over. Amen. Amen. I receive all that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh my god no no thank you they thank you oh man this is amazing this is so great yeah uh hold on okay so um yeah so um oh my god that was so it was very encouraging too to hear everything this is so good so um you know i, I never got a chance to ask if you wanted to read a piece yeah can i at least read one i mean I yeah I go ahead please <laughs> I try to come out as a poet and an artist, and I loved our conversation. I could talk about you know all this great stuff for hours upon hours, but I guess we should at least try one poem, right? Yeah, hey, go for it. Um, I think I'm going to go with just one quick one. It's not new; it's kind of old. It's kind of, I guess we'll you know we just talked about relationships and marriage. Okay, sorry. Um, I, I just totally ruined it. We had such a great flow, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, goodness. Um, so, wait, um, here we go. All right, so um, I'm going to share one piece with everybody, and then if anybody enjoyed it out there, you could always come and check out, you know, let the thoughts out, because that's my handle on Angela Murray. Um, I'm breaking out as a poet and also an artist. Um, this one here, like, oh, what I've really enjoyed about the comedian, Andy, is that the, the prompts have always been able to drive my creative process. Yes. Because having just, like, one phrase or one word, just having that, it will, like, boom, and all of a sudden it will lead it to this word vomit that becomes something. And then that's really why I love this place. And, the prompts have really what's done it, but it has to go beyond the prompts, I think. And that's why I'm happy that we are doing this. So here we go. Here's a poem. I don't know if it has a title and I don't care. So here we go. Um, in this biometric, synchronized, dystopian lifetime, swimming through the chopped limbs, vicious, chunky thickness, it echoes of these saturated humdrums and styrofoam setbacks. The schooled fool, as of late, stepping over landmines, compressed, comforted, and confined, cradled construction, weightless, flying by, soaring high, and rocking, creaking, creaky, porch swing, rusty sways, encumbered, pinned down, deviously, downright delighted, stark naked, black and white faded, vintage photo veiled, congealed flesh concealed, in deep night quiet. Oblivious to obscurity, the small town called a fact, with the exception of me, sipping serenades, shopping for stars, my way of praying away our sacred aches, yesterday's morning, surrendering confessions, 
how willing I wanted. With gaping mouth open, as I watch expectantly, submissive as raw materials deconducive to, this is not the poem I thought I was reading, by the way, to uh, calcinations clinkering when cools hard sledgehammers, shatters art, sequin silhouettes, unnerved as you poured concrete down my throat, afraid of what this could possibly mean when now I see you on the back of my eyelids, you poured concrete down my throat, we called it love and took it for granted. Wow. That was back in September 6, 2021. So a little bit older. Um, uh, this was inspired by, um, oh, you poured concrete down my throat, words cut up and pasted haphazardly together. This a poem inspired by a ton of prompts by uh, three different prompt people at the time. Um, Glimpses of my soul, 11-11, um, you have me grounded, and Jennifer Lynn Poetry were the three people Jennifer that I had. Jennifer Lynn Poetry, wow. I have heard, I, for, I forgot, oh my God, wow. I remember Jennifer Lynn Poetry, wow, yeah. wow. I know, yeah, so, and again, so, small world, but big world, and then, um, yeah, so, that's kind of a, a snippet of my writing. That's good. No, I love that. And I love I love the, the how you use certain words to articulate an emotion, right? Because you're not saying, oh, I you cut me up and you, you, you hurt my feelings. No, you're saying, yeah, like concrete. Like you explaining, describing the feeling, the harshness of it. I, I love that. I always tell people, like, yo, I wish I could write like that. Like, there's another person I wish I could write like too. Her name is uh, Lois Sterling. She mm -hmm. has a way of writing, and I'm just like, okay, I wish I could write like this. Like, this is crazy. I can never write like that. I just, okay, I just can't. It won't come out no matter how hard I try. And then there's another guy I follow, mm -hmm. name um, um, Hyro, and he his his main thing is surrealism. And I'm like, oh, I love surrealism. Yeah, that's. Crazy. I could I could try, but I, it just won't come out. No, listen, um, the same way you feel is the same way I feel about like you and other people. I can't be concise. Um, uh, actually, the, this person was uh, a member. I think you actually interviewed him. I don't know if it was probably not. Uh, Edward Reese is actually the person yes, yes. I'm about to share this feedback. He gave me this feedback, which I thought was really good, how he described how I wrote, but also at the same time, I don't know if you'll hear it the way I'll hear it too, because you don't tell to see me. He goes, um, the way you write, you write for the sound of the words. Wow. And the meaning, um, which, yes, I think I tried to go for more of like, it's more of like a stream of my my style or my my creative like my if I can describe Angela Murray it's like a surrealistic um, stream of consciousness. That's kind of where I try to put a lot of my artwork. It's it's kind of like it's subjective. You see what you're seeing. It's kind of like that's where the psychology background I think is where it's hidden in my art. Where I the art kind of comes as I do it. I don't have a set plan when I do some of my abstract. Pieces. Same here. Yeah, I like, just it just comes on the fly. Oh, and a lot of times it's of course like creepy, dark, evilly faces because I think I'm probably tormented and demented in my soul. But um, it's what I'm seeing. But what I see might be different than what you might see because of the way the light is reflecting and how your brain is recognizing not a pattern, but it, it's trying to create a pattern. Because that's what your brain is trying to do. It's like an evolutionary thing. When you see like those faces in the clouds, it's because your brain is trying to find a recognizable pattern from the past. And so that's where I try to put my artwork. And then the stream of consciousness is kind of where I use sound more to get that stream of consciousness. And you know, listen, you, your writing is perfect as it is. You don't need to change your writing for anybody because you're perfect. But uh, 
things that have helped me as far as developing this kind of style is I like I have three little like tricks that work for me that I think it would be great to just share before if we need to wrap this up is I definitely use audio text at the end of my piece I listen to it um so if I'm on Google you just use read write it will play it back and that's that's really cool that's it cool any mistakes so sometimes my brain will start clicking ahead of what I want to say that I don't write what I meant to say. Mm, um, okay. We also those homophones. Like, you spelled the word right, but it's the wrong word. Oh, um, my God. I hate homophones. I swear. Yeah. Uh, and then the two things is um, I two websites that I always use, which are my, like, references, is I always like to use um, Power Thesaurus is always something that I use. It helps finding words that mean similar things, but also will hit more of the sound for me. Okay. And then Rhyme Zone. Like I utilize those three things and that's those three things have really helped me as far as trying to develop that kind of uh, uh, word vomity, stream of conscious, uh, messy, beautiful mess or broken, beautiful mess kind of Angela Murray style. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on this first, you know, brand rebrand of Let's say that name again for this. Oh, so yeah, it's it's, it's, (laughs) no, I'm just blushy. Don't mind me. I'm sorry. Um, So the new rebranding name of this podcast is now officially known as Unraveled Influence. How did you guys collaborate on that? Because I just love that Unraveled. So the way we came up with that podcast name was very, very interesting, right? Because, um... Unfortunately, you know, it was hard to come up with the name in the first place, right? Because what ended up happening was it was all these names and out of all the names we came up with, um, we basically was collaborating to the point where, okay, we all have a lot of ambition, a lot of influences in our lives that we want to unravel. Everything influences us. Everything gives us ambition. Everything gives us a drive to unravel a story to tell. So we decided unraveled influence would be the perfect name for that. So um, again, I really appreciate you um, being a part of this first episode experience. Like, um, thank you for your presence. You know, I can tell just by the vibe I get from you, uh, you have been through a whole lot. And I feel like I really believe in my heart that this year is going to be the year that um, that it, this is going to be your year. Basically, what it all comes down to. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, you put it out there. Same for you. Like this is our this is all of our years. Everybody out there. Um, again, I am so humbled. Thank you so much. I appreciate everything you have been doing for, you know, not just yourself but for all of us and even though Leon's not here I definitely appreciate his participation in this whole avenue as well and I look forward to being a part of hearing it all and getting it all and really coming together thank you thank you I, I really appreciate that so guys thank you for tuning in and until next time peace